Welcome back to another episode of the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Bree Prout. Bree, we are getting near the end of the year. It is almost the end of 2021. Can you believe that? No. I know. <laughs> Reluctantly. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Didn't think we would ever get here. I feel sometimes that this year has been uh, better than last year because sometimes last year I felt like we were just cruising, like through a jungle. That would make me Dwayne the Rock Johnson to your Emily Blunt on this ride. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't even know. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been a dad all that long, but all of a sudden now I've got really cheesy dad jokes <laughs> that are just creeping up. All right. We're going to talk a little Jungle Cruise and maybe the backside of water. We're uh, looking at the July 30th offering backside in 2021 of, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, Edgar Ramirez, Jack Whitehall, Jesse Piemans, and Paul Giamatti. The Walt Disney live-action film Jungle Book. I did premiere access. <laughs> Jungle, Jungle Book. Jungle Cruise. Stop calling it Jungle Book. Jungle Book. <laughs> Wait, which one was Mowgli again? Uh, right, uh, not in this movie. <laughs> I really need some caffeine. We're doing this earlier than normal. We are. This is way earlier than normal. By about six hours. <laughs> That's what happens when you get some time off around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not Jungle Book, Jungle Cruise. We'll try that again. Be great for like a insert edit here. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm gonna roll live with this. <clears throat> um, I did the uh, premiere access on this film when it first came out, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Um. Could I have waited like you did until it came out for free for everybody else on Disney Plus? Probably, probably. But I also think at the time when this movie um, had popped, there was a lot going on at home where we just needed, we needed something that would be fun, not like serious or crazy. And that's what this movie to me kind of was. Um, But it, Rotten Tomatoes bagged on it pretty hard. 62% 62% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. I think that's pretty... I'm going to look at IMDb. Oh, it's worse. 6.6 out of 10. And uh, Metacritic I mean, is giving it 50%. I can interject right now and tell you why I believe that those ratings are what they are. Okay. Because of the... Just a few things. One the dad jokes but if you've been on the jungle cruise then you should understand exactly what this is and where it's coming from but if someone hasn't been on our little river ride at disney they're not going to understand so that's going to come off as kind of me just like it does to those (laughs) riding in the beginning number two the fight sequences are obnoxious like they're not (laughs) coming from watching 
movies like Black Panther and Shang-Chi, then watching Jungle Cruise and watching those fight sequences, it's like, really? Really? So people who are not going to understand the, um, you know, actually, you know, in reflection too, while I'm saying all of this, um, cause I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're not going to understand the, the, the G rating on this. It's PG 13. I didn't realize that, which I mean, there are like, yeah, people, I can quote, see unquote, dying, okay. but there's no blood. There's no cussing except for the Shiza, which, oh my gosh, I thought that was so funny. So I'm shocked to see PG 13 because I can't think of really anything in my mind, I'm not a parent though, right? I'm not a parent. I don't have kids and I'm nervous about what they see and when. I'm kind of shocked that it's a PG-13 rating. Yeah, you have a fur baby. You probably watch what he watches to so make sure that he doesn't oh my gosh. watch it. I, I, I come home sometimes and I'm like, Wyatt, what are you watching? This is inappropriate. I did not pay. <laughs> I do not pay for this. It's like what South Park post pandemic on Paramount Plus. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. We're not going to talk about South Park right now. I love South Park, but I have not been impressed with the recent stuff. You did. Okay. Okay. Wait. On a side note, did you watch the South Park post pandemic? Um, is this the one where Randy gives everyone mustaches? No, no, no. This is the South Park post pandemic. It's a special on Paramount Plus where you see Kenny, Stan, Cartman, um, Kyle as uh-huh. adults. As adults no, post pandemic. Okay. I'm just oh, going to stop no. right there. All of you listeners, if you have Paramount Plus, you may want to catch it because it's obnoxiously funny. But completely ironic, like they always are. The, All the right. pandemic one, I was like, meh. Anyway, how did we go from South Jungle Cruise to South Park? <laughs> we were talking about inappropriate things that Wyatt watches, and I'm Shut sure that's up. one of them. <laughs> no, right. it's not uh, that bad. No, Red, stop. Okay, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right, so Jungle Cruise, the quick synopsis on it, Dr. Lily Houghton, um, played by Emily Lee Blunt, enlists the aid of wisecracking skipper Frank Wolf to take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together they search for the for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal, a discovery that will change the future of medicine. So... Here, uh, we could do a play-by-play on this movie, but I don't think it's necessary. Oh. Right. So here's here's my thought. I felt like the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb scores were a little too low because if if you've gone to Disneyland or Disney World and been and on their... The River Cruise. Right. If you've been on the Jungle Cruise at all, every single one of the jokes that you've heard at some point were delivered perfectly in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn that Frank is much older than we originally think based on his history. Mm-hmm. And that his whole point of wanting to help, he starts to fall for, you know, Lily at some point. But he wants to help because he has a history with some other characters that 
I'm trying not to ruin it because I think that people should see it. Yes. He's trying to make up for some problems he caused in his very long, long past. Um, Which you don't really learn about until like the middle end of the movie. Right. It's much later in the game. Because at that point in the beginning, you're just thinking, oh, they're going on a cruise. Clearly, Frank has some issues with the other, you know, um, with uh, Paul Giamatti's, you know, mm-hmm. character who's the owner of the whole cruise industry <laughs> it anyway. It's weird to see him <laughs> with his little gold tooth. <laughs> um, but I, I think this film provokes fun in the aspect of it has adventure to it. There is a solid backstory to the character. I think I had a problem with the whole scene where in order for them to progress to a certain point, he's got to put her inside that like stone. There's like a stone uh, area where it's going to fill with water and she's basically mm -hmm. running out of air. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why would you just leave her like that? (laughs) Well, he, but he wasn't right. Like he, like he was, because she was the only one who could fit in there. So he was giving her air, but right. then, but he gave her all his air, so he had to go and get more air. I know, but, but she freaks out too, and she's like, "Yeah, you left me." But he was like, "Yeah, he had to get more air for both of them." Yeah, but it didn't remind both me because then they weren't going to solve anything. <laughs> I don't want to label this movie like an Indiana Jones type of scenario. It's that's but so it's close. That you say that. My, but it's my close. Mom, my mom watched it with my sister and I. My sister had already seen it. and She's like doing all of like you know they're doing all the, like the weird, not so stellar fight sequences, and she's like, "This is just like Indiana Jones," and it is. <laughs> she's not wrong. Yeah, and. I have to say the weakest link in the entire film. <sighs> Let's talk about Jesse Plemons. Who's Jesse? Jesse, he Let was the ger- he was the German. He was the German. Oh yes, he's yes, been yes, yes. he. Uh, I've seen him in other things, and he's fine. I don't know that I appreciated his take on being, you know, like a German, like Nazi Germany. Yeah, and that's well, that, think... but that makes sense, right? Because this is what nineteen seventeen is when it takes place. That kind of makes sense, right? Uh, mm, does it though? Sort of. I mean, for that time well, frame. Okay, wait a anyway, second. Continue, continue on where you're going. I interrupt. Here, here, here's where I was going with this. The German Nazi soldier thing, I think, has been played out way too many times. It's always seems that's like fair. the go-to catalyst for anything that's a period piece. I think they could have done either a, a better job of casting someone else in that role or not making him a a german nazi if you mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. and i think that's why i immediately went to oh like indiana jones 
Because mm-hmm. most That's of Indiana true. Jones deals in fighting the Germans and, and Nazis and such like that. Right. I, I don't know. I will say. I feel like it was the weakest well, link of the characters. I, I just I think he was the weakest yeah. link of the characters. Not because he didn't do a good job, but I don't know that I was convinced that he was playing what he was playing. I've seen I him act in other things too. and he's been stellar. Mm-hmm. One that like a a part of all of this that I was like, huh, that's weird, was when him and Lily first meet each other when he's like, you're not supposed to be here. And then mm-hmm. like tells her like there's something about the secretaries or whatever. And she's on her way to go and get the arrowhead to steal the arrowhead. Okay. And then here he is walking around cause he's got the money and they're going to just give him the arrowhead. And he walks in and he sees her after she's already technically stolen it. And she's trying to get away. I'm just like, I mean, there could have been anyone else that she ran into on her way there, an employee or something who's just like, you know, whatever the interaction may have been. It's very odd that the person who's going after the exact same thing that she's going after was just casually doing literally nothing. Right. You know, I thought that was weird. I just felt like that was, I don't know. I thought that was very strange. And all of a sudden he shows up. I was like, uh, that's whatever. I don't know. That didn't, I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. But um, but I didn't I didn't dislike his character. I completely understand what you're saying and where you're coming from with all of that. And I don't think that that's wrong. But it, I didn't really think about that while I was watching it. Necessarily. Like, uh, OK, so, you know, with him being obsessed with trying to find that tree, mm-hmm. uh, as was Lily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've then created a situation where you have conflict. Mm hmm. You could have easily have just made him a competing doctor mm-hmm. from the same area. You right. didn't have to make him German or Nazi That's follower. True. That's true. And, and it would have still been just as effective. But they called him Prince. He was a prince. Oh, you know what? You're correct. Yeah, he was Prince, but he's still like a like either Austrian, maybe an Austrian prince or German prince, something like that. But yeah. the accent, you, you could have left it completely out. You could have just changed it, made him a competing doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wanted to try and get, you know, Nobel Prize if that mm-hmm. was in existence then. Or but you needed w- an evil. No, you, you could still you could still make him use it for evil, not something for good. Well, but here here's the other thing: is you could have made him like he wants to be the one to go down in history as the one who finds it, as opposed to her, mm-hmm. and he's willing to do whatever it takes and. Even it means shooting a brother or a father or, you know, anyone for that matter. But I was a big fan of the Shiza. <laughs> so out of control. Right. I, like, I laugh hysterically. <laughs> I'm like, you know, every time I watch a movie and I laugh at anything, I always think to myself, I'm, I probably like, I'm like the worst of the worst persons people to watch movies with because when something like, the subtle humor, the dry humor, like when something's funny, I'm going to laugh. Like even in the movie theater, I don't hold back. So I, there are so many times where I'll be the only one being like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, Brittany, it's a funeral. You don't have to laugh. <laughs> like, I, 
and I was thinking that the whole time, I mean, the comedy and the humor in this is so like, like Zoolander Wayne's World stupid, but funny. I was laughing so <laughs> much watching this movie when I was watching it with my mom and my sister and I was the only one. And like my sister's seen it before, so she likes it and she wanted us all to like watch it together but she wasn't really reacting to anything because like, just cause it's funny. She doesn't feel like she needs to laugh. Or like me, I'm like, like I said, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you hear me all the time in all of these podcasts. Like I laugh and scream at everything. So I don't know, maybe I'm not the person to watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. That's Everybody has unique sense of humor. And, and the, but that Shiza got me. That was like, <laughs> I loved it. So I was I was glad that he was this Austrian German prince thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did you think uh what was your first impression for this film when when you saw it? Like after watching it all the way through. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that film at the end? Um, gosh, it's a, it's kind of a tough question. I, I liked it. I walked away thinking like, I, I, you know, I really like this movie. Is it my all time favorite movie? No, but I was really glad that they had the characters that they had. I think that, um, Emily Blunt, someone who are starting to routinely see in Disney as well as Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think he was the perfect person for this part. I think, you know, honestly, I think she was too. And like the chemistry that they have was very it was great. Um, I think overall the 6.6 that IMDb is giving it is not fair, but I definitely wouldn't consider this like the best of the best movies. I think, um, I think they did a really good job with the simple ride that it's based off of and coming up with this storyline is quite original and very unique. So I was impressed. Okay. But it's not a 10 out of 10. No, but I do think that they've left it open for a sequel, clearly. Yes, I would agree with that. uh, Here's the bad thing about this is that you can't get real numbers off of it right now. Um, Normally, when you have a movie that's theatrically released and then also... uh, Well, no, just theatrically released, you can get, you know, clear box office numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're dealing with a Disney Plus film that you could get for the $30 additional, Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's not giving accurate numbers. So we may never know truly um, what it's done, but there is an assumption that it made enough money to justify doing a sequel and even checking IMDB right now. Okay, wait. So the budget estimated was 200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying the gross worldwide for us, Canada and the remaining theaters that also aired it two nineteen and change. So, you would have to assume that it's definitely profitable. I don't think that the Disney Plus numbers are in there, but they must be 
enough to say, you know what? Yeah, we made enough money. We want to do another one of these. And I could see them doing that. Mm-hmm. It would uh, be interesting to see um, where they are now because of the, you know, there's the, I guess, I, I don't know. How much are we giving away? Um, you, I mean, at this point, it's been out since July. You, you can... You can say so. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see. um, I guess like where their like lives take them from here. Mm -hmm. So now that now that um, uh, now that now that Francisco is no longer Frank is now that he's no longer immortal. It'll be interesting to see where life goes with with him and Lily. and what it's going to be like for him to now be able to get hurt. True. True. And I, I will. Oh, God. No, I was going to say, I think, though, they'll probably have to change locale. They'll probably go somewhere else in the world in order to be able to, uh, yeah. you know, really tell the next story. I mean, 400 years. I hope they go to Antarctica. I don't. No, I don't. In the Amazon jungle for four hundred okay. years. Okay, wait, but I don't know that you could call it Jungle Cruise and then be like Jungle Cruise, the Antarctica expedition, because well, you're not going to find a lot of jungle get... there. Okay, I can see him going can't to be Africa four hundred years. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I could see him going to Africa. You'll no, find jungles like the there. Same thing. It's gonna feel like the same thing. No, it won't, because you'll have lions, and that's different. Instead <laughs> of instead of a cheetah, right? That's, that's my point. <laughs> maybe that's... maybe even some elephants. I want to see a polar bear and some penguins. <laughs> you could go to the zoo. Um, <laughs> all right. Overall, Jungle Cruise. Hmm. On a scale of, <laughs> oh boy, uh, hmm, what would be a good analogy? Because it's really tough. Uh, one to ten hippopotamuses. <laughs> I love hippos; they're my favorite animal. Hippo and moose. What would uh, what would you give this film? Ah. Uh... It's crazy because like I said, I like I feel like this is like a family funny movie and it's PG thirteen. So um and that's why I'm like, oh, it's like a good family movie. I'm gonna give it an eight. Everyone will really like it. Scale one to ten hippos. Uh I think a six point six is rude. Okay. And I view <laughs> I keep wanting to say this is a great family friendly movie, but it's not because it's PG thirteen, which I didn't know. Um And I think the people who are out here rating this movie have either one, not been on the ride, or two, have literally no sense of humor. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.8 hippos. Okay. That's still pretty solid. Seven hippos and one pygmy hippo. (laughs) All right. Seven Seven Nile hippos and one pygmy hippo. Okay. All right. I'm going to pretty come pretty close to what you got there. I'm giving it seven and a half. I think it's fun 
uh, enough where everyone will enjoy it. I think that the action sequences will make this story feel comfortable and familiar for a lot of people who enjoy your Indiana Jones genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be one that you rewatch occasionally, like if it happens to be on at the time of, say, Freeform. At one point down the road, you'll be like, oh, yeah, Jungle Crew. You know what? I'm just not going to change the channel because I'm feeling lazy and I'll watch it. Um, but I think that there are enough cliches in there to make me not want to give it that much higher. Even though Jungle Cruise is on its own a solid attraction that's been loved by millions of people over the decades. Mm-hmm. Um I think I had anticipated or had, I had hoped for something a little bit more adventurous. Even though I knew that some of the jokes were going to be retold from the ride. Um, but it's a solid offering. It's safe for those that haven't uh, watched it you know, yet. It's safe for the family. I think I think so too because even the fighting sequences there's no there's no blood I mean yeah people are like getting quote unquote stabbed but are they really <laughs> right it's like cartoon violence you know that's fair uh, anything you want to add to this one before we wrap it up no <laughs> all right okay oh, we'll make many words. <laughs> you've been listening to the red carpet cafe i am one of your hosts eric root and i am your other host brief route and don't forget that the red carpet cafe is a member of the be kind rewind podcast network you can find us on the web at bkrpn.com have a great day everybody and uh we'll uh we'll be with you guys again soon The Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. And now, a musical interlude. We are running around just south of Manaus. All hands are fine. We will wait till the tide change. Over. <laughs> this is Jack. Hey, look, you know that shipment of tea? We ran into, ran into a whole pool of hippos and upset the boat. We're, we're doing fine, but those hippos got the last of the Earl Grey. <laughs> Looks like Mrs. Haversham's going to be disappointed. Attention, all boats on the Irrawaddy near Mandalay. This is a colonial portmaster. There have been reports of some disturbances in your area. Please travel with caution. This just in. A Jungle Crew skipper reports spotting the lost safari near the African belt. As you may recall, this safari has remained missing longer, yet had more sightings than any other in history. Locally, airplane pilots are cautioned about landing in Settler's Field. Recent rains have created rather large bogs, which have attracted the attention of local water buffalo. Pilots should carefully review conditions before either taking off or landing. These same rains have caused Schweitzer Falls to run at 150% of normal resulting in dangerous currents on nearby waterways. All skippers are advised to proceed with caution. Hello? Colonel! Hello! 
Are you there? Yes, Mr. Reginald. Good, jolly good. I'm trying to find out about that shipment. They called me from the home office. Send the supplies to be delayed by a whole month. The problem with that jungle shipping company. This is Trader Dan reporting attacking. We just made it through, but, but it was close. They're, they're armed with arrows, poison darts. Repeat, hostile are attacking. Stay clear of the river north of... Now, where was I? Oh, yes, the shipment. We still require the old gray tea, quinine, mosquito netting, and piano wine. I quite understand, sir. I'll see what we can do. Good, jolly good. Thank you, Colonel. Cheerio. Yeah, this is Mrs. Schmidt. The coffee shipment is ready for pickup. It is at the supply dock. Please, radio back to confirm pickup. Over and out. Rebel crews dispatch. Just to let you know, we are taking a bit of a detour. The dry season has completely closed off the Banu tributaries. Tell Sally we'll be there Thursday. Over. Let's go out, folks. Let's go out, folks. This is a Congo case. Supplies arriving at your dock tomorrow about 0800. Uh, please have the colonel ready to sign. Over. Congo Kate, this is the Basoko Outpost. Thanks, pal. We'll be waiting for you.